0: Don't complicate asking questions. What do you think is a simple question? It needs no more explanation. And when a person finishes saying that, you know what the most powerful three word question is to ask after that, Murtaza? And what else?
1: Hi, I'm Murtaza Versi, and this is Engage, Relate, Perform. The show that helps leaders and organizations drive long-term results by fostering relationships and enhancing engagement. If you're looking to seriously improve your team's performance while impacting lives and succeeding at driving long term results, then this is the show for you. It doesn't matter that you already have that dream title or simply curious about how far you can challenge yourself. I'll be giving you practical tips, relevant commentary, and valuable insights about how you can engage and utilize relationships with talent, community, and other stakeholders around you to achieve the best results and help them stick long term. Get all the latest information at mutazaversi.com forward slash port. Once again, it's M-U-R-T-A-Z-A. V-E-R-S-I dot forward slash pod. Welcome to the era of curious leaders. From fire to airplanes, all leading to discoveries and invention, have one thing in common. They are a result of curiosity. It is the key to unlocking creative and innovative thinking. It should be good company value by all accounts. But rarely is it encouraged in the workplace. Maybe because... Of the popular phrase, curiosity killed the cat. However, we are not making a case of chatty patties and nosy susies, simply saying you can ask smart questions that will inspire better culture and performance. Which is why I'm thrilled to be joined by my friend, Michael Hudson, over the next few minutes to start with this conversation here at Engage Relate Perform. Really quickly, I want to give you an amazing opportunity to download my very free, very useful, very much for you, a book titled Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture. It is a 90-day effective guide to get you inspired for your leadership journey daily. These are practical tips you can follow every day to guarantee you give and you get the best out of the existing relationships for long term results. As I say, it takes 90 days to create a lifestyle. That's what culture means, a way of life. So if you want to do the work, but still enjoy the journey and above all, look forward to it day by day, then go to MutazaVersi.com forward slash point and download your copy of Engage, Relate, Perform 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Sustainable Performance. Let me tell you a little about Michael. Michael Hudson is currently the professor at Aspire Leadership. And Aspire Leadership delivers transformational leadership development programs for emerging leaders, equipping them to build influence and create impact by putting people first. During his tenure in academia, he spearheaded two national recognized business programs, one at Cornell University. Yes, you heard me right. Cornell University, the Ivy League and the other one at University of Illinois before leaving the academia world to turn his entrepreneur patient, since then he has helped 3000 businesses entrepreneurs nonprofits and nonprofit organizations and government agencies create their strategic visions and communicate them to existence michael committed to helping leaders unlock their true potential by using curiosity to drive growth, humility to build trust, and empathy to create connection. Leaders and leaders, welcome Dr. Hudson and Dr. Karibu to engage, relate, perform. Asante. Oh, that was nice. That was actually part of saying thank you. Nice to hear that from you. Here's a bit of trivia for us though. Everyone's heard that despite his supposed nine lives, curiosity killed the cat. But did you know that the proverb originated as the care killed the cat? That was first recorded in the English playwright Ben Jonson's play, Every Man in His Humor, in 1958. Care here was used for to mean worry or sorrow. Can you imagine that, Michael? Mm,
0: I did not know that, that's fascinating.
1: You didn't, Yeah, that's fascinating to hear, yeah. So so let's get started. Okay. So the era of curious leaders, curiosity in workplace being not a so new um, concept. Uh, can any team succeed without curiosity?
0: I don't think so. And I, and, and, and Martaza, I think it's even more so. I, I don't think any leader can lead without being curious. You know, our, our challenge, right, is that we think naturally that we're talented and capable and we can solve problems. That's part of why we are in the positions we're in. Sometimes that's the worst thing you can do. And in fact, I would argue most of the time it's the worst thing you can do because what happens, you know, as John Maxwell talks about the lid on leadership, you know, if you're the person who has to solve every problem, you're the lid on the organization. That's part of why we argue that curiosity drives growth because if you're not curious enough to say, how could we do it better? What's working? What's not? What's next? If you're not curious enough to allow your people to share their ideas and have input, you stagnate. You put a lid on growth. You put a lid on everything in the organization, and frankly, you lose your best people. Makes sense.
1: True. True. Very true. And if you look at it, uh, you know, curiosity in terms of leadership. If you cannot be curious, you will get stuck. Uh, it's just like for me the way I look at it. It's just like cap- pilots flying at thirty thousand feet, and they're very happy to fly that and autopilot. Yeah. And they stop flying anymore. until they get into one of those bumpy uh, clouds. And then they're curious to find out what happened whilst they were actually supposed to be curious before they got into that bumpy area.
0: You know, Murtazolo, that's a fabulous analogy because that's what a great leader does. The, The business is on autopilot and you get out of the way and you make sure everything is as it needs to be and you monitor. But when you're asking other people questions, you're bringing curiosity and what are you doing? You're letting them own the process. Are there times you're going to have to intervene? And yes, the decision has to be yours. Absolutely. But there are most of the time, that's not the case. And too often, we can create the value that we feel we're bringing to the organization by fulfilling our need to have an impact. When in fact, the bigger impact we can have is beyond us. You know, the bigger impact we can have is how well are we training the people we're leading to lead? Because if we can get our make ourselves unnecessary because they're so good. In my opinion, that's what the success of a leader is about. How many leaders did you create? You know, how much more effective are they? And how far are they taking things that you didn't even realize was possible?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's the part where you're really talking about if you make yourself uh, as a leader and you develop more leaders and you make yourself redundant mm-hmm. as a leader in that particular, that's your legacy, isn't it? Yes. That's what you leave behind. That's what people will remember.
0: I love the Lao Tzu quote that says, you know, I must follow the people for I am their leader. And there they go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the essence of this whole process. Right. And, you know, as we'll get to in our conversation, right. If you bring curiosity without humility, if you try to exercise curiosity without having empathy, you're going to struggle. I mean, because they go hand in hand. Now, we would argue those are the three basic disciplines every leader needs. Curiosity, humility, and empathy. Right. Tell us more about it, Michael. Well, you know, here's the challenge, right? If I'm curious and I say, well, Martaza, what do you think? But in reality, I'm saying it to you because I went to some training program and I heard I'm supposed to ask more questions. But I really don't care what you're going to say, because whatever you're going to say, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Mm. That is not me being humble, is it?
1: <laughs> no. That, that is me believing. And maybe not even listening. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm believing I have the answers. Right. And then that's where the empathy aspect comes in. Right. Because empathetic people listen. I mean, I would argue most of empathy is about listening, right? It's about understanding the other person's perspective, and that takes a whole careful degree of listening. So, you know, curiosity coming together from a humble perspective and with an intent to be empathetic and see things from the other person's perspective changes everything. It creates different cultures where people are actually engaged. They're actually involved. They're actually growing, where everyone is cognizant of the fact that what we do here is look for the best way from where we are forward. You know, we're. A co- I mean, this feeds the learning organization. This feeds the growing organization. This feeds the, high, the strong culture organization because we're putting people first. We're recognizing that's what our role is as a coach and as a leader.
1: And, and why? Why do you think in organization that's not really practiced a lot? Curiosity.
0: You know, this is one of those things, Murtaza, where you go into topics that make people feel uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> but, but part of
0: it's because we're scared. You know, it, it is very difficult to get comfortable asking a question that you don't know the answer to and therefore can't judge and evaluate what you're hearing back, right? I mean, that's not easy. And so no, it becomes true. difficult to ask the question. And here's the problem. Let, let's simplify this, okay? Let's, let's quickly cut to the chase on the most simple thing one can do right away. Mm-hmm. Don't complicate asking questions. What do you think is a simple question? It needs no more explanation. And when a Person finishes saying that, you know what the most powerful three word question is to ask after that, Martaza? And what else? Mm-hmm. So think about it in terms. I mean, that's, an, I, I love the abbreviation, right? All, A W E. You know, be in awe of what they said and then say, and what else? And what else? Mm-hmm. You would mm-hmm. be stunned how far a conversation can go, how much you can learn, how much engagement and interaction and connection you will create. If you simply start asking people, what do you think? Listen fight the urge to jump in and solve the problem or give your perspective when they stop talking and pause, say, and what else? Because think about it. None of us ever get to the exact place we want to be in thinking through something on the first try. It takes us sometimes to figure out even how to say things. So the, and what else question is so incredible. And, and, you know, credit to Michael Bungay Stanier for that question. It is in his book, The Coaching Habit, which is a book. I recommend every leader read and keep on the shelf, but yeah. That's powerful. And it allows me as the team member to one, feel valued, mm-hmm. two, feel respected,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and three, feel understood. Mm-hmm. Because I'm being heard. I'm being invited into the process. We've eliminated the secrecy of the decisions get made in that room over there. And they just mm-hmm. come out and tell us what they are because now we're all in that process. So our organization grows faster. We have a deeper level of connection with our people. Mm-hmm. And The trust level goes off the charts because think about it. When you ask me a question, what are you doing? You're trusting me to have insight that's worth hearing on this issue. What else? It it, it just transforms. (laughs) Fantastic use of the question. I'm also letting you know that I care about you because I'm asking you. I'm also sending a message. Think about that. Every time a leader steps up and asks a question, instead of answering and solving a problem, Mm -hmm. they change the dynamic in the organization.
1: People people
0: become less afraid of sharing the missteps because everybody starts to recognize that the missteps are the very path to the next stage and the next stage and the next stage. Mm -hmm. Failure becomes less of a issue and less of a fear because everybody begins to see failure as a learning opportunity because people are asking questions. Okay, what did we learn? You know, one of my favorite questions is, is, you know, what does this make possible? You know, in anything that happens, you can always ask that question. What does this make possible? And when people think that way, it just changes everything. And, and I realize saying it changes everything feels like it's putting too much weight weight on this, but it really does. It completely alters the dynamics of the way people interact. It completely alters the culture of the organization without you even having some big, massive announcement that, hey, we're changing our culture. And, and that's what I love about this, Murtaza, by being curious. A leader in every single interaction defines the expectations in the organization, that we ask questions to discover answers. It defines the way we see people, that we value every opinion. It frames the fact that I know I don't know it all, and I need your help, or we can't do this.
1: And it opens new opportunities. Oh, absolutely. Uh, When we are asked those questions... curious in asking those questions we do it in a humble way Mm -hmm. because it brings in the respect uh, of each other's level even if you're a leader and then you listen to understand using empathy so that you take those new learnings and create new opportunities so that we're able to a grow the business create people to feel that new culture in the organization without really spelling the organization and creating new opportunities in solving problem. What are the possibilities in this situation? I love that. I love that. Well,
0: it goes so closely to your engage, relate, perform concept, right? Yes. It, it's the same. It's the same basic concept framed a different way. Yes.
1: We put it as engage with empathy, relate yes. with the, the culture mm-hmm. and perform sustainable Mm -hmm. right so in that way we are um uh, we are quite uh, similar but looking at the tech industries tech industries do quite a bit of that curiosity what are the learnings from tech industries are there any learnings from from their perspective so leaders at various other industries can use
0: you know i think there's one massive one and it's the idea that success is Sequential, not simultaneous. It is iterative, not instant. I mean, and just think about that. I mean, you know, every one of us probably listening to this podcast is carrying some level of a cell phone on, the, on our bodies somewhere. Some of us are listening to this podcast on that. Well, think about the apps on that phone that just automatically update, that were released prematurely. I mean, it, it's part of this whole shift, right? To think about the minimum viable product first. Uh then talk to the customer and see what he or she wants in the product that's not there, iterate, try it again, keep asking for feedback. So it's a whole dynamic, I think, that comes out of the way the tech industry functions that teaches us the value of the back and forth, the value of what if, the value of this is where we are right now, and we're not smart enough to figure out what the customer's really going to think when they pick this device up and touch this, or when they type this key, these keystrokes into this keyboard, we need mm-hmm. to hear from them. So if you think about the intriguing thing, isn't it weird that a lot of businesses don't think that way and don't do that kind of stuff on a regular basis, put this wall between them and their customers and the people they're here to serve, because they believe that they can figure it out better when, in fact, we live in a world where we have been conditioned in part through technology, that things are iterative. They're not instantaneous. You know, that things have to evolve, that we have to listen, we have to learn. You know, you've known me for a while, mortaz and you know my mantra is ask, listen, learn, and then serve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Too often, we're trying to serve, and we didn't ask, listen, and learn. Yes. We instead fathomed and thought about and envisioned and said, here it is. I've made this for you. And sometimes the customer says,
1: And I'm, I "Don't care." And, the, and, the, and they really, may, they really put it like, I, "I'm sure you would love it."
0: Mm-hmm. Well, then we turn, to the, we, to the, we turn to the marketing to, sales department, right? Now we put the fluff yeah. and We put it, it. It doesn't matter, right? And the same thing. You see the parallel there with people. The person you're leading doesn't care how great a leader you think you are. Mm-hmm. They care about themselves. They care yes. about does do I get listened to? We talk about you know go. Read, you know, read the book. What's the book? It's the manager that was that came out from Gallup here 12, 18 months ago where they surveyed all these thousands, tens of thousands of people in organizations and, you know, found out for one thing that most people leave their manager, a.k.a. their leader. Yes. And why are they doing it? They talk about things like I don't feel valued. I'm not appreciated. I'm a, I, I'm I'm treated as a cog in the wheel, as opposed to someone who's part of the organization. I don't see advancement opportunities. I'm not being developed. I don't have a chance to grow. You know, curiosity, humility, and empathy change that. If the leader walks in thinking that you know, and then, you know, there's another way of framing this, Martaza, Right there, are, I've been working with organizations for four decades. And my gosh, that's hard to
1: say. <laughs> yeah. No, I can imagine. Yeah, four decades. Yeah,
0: but. There are three kinds of gaps that I have seen that get in the way most. You know, one is the growth gap that everybody recognizes. We're stagnating. We're not growing. Everybody gets that, but they don't necessarily understand what to do to to circumvent that gap. The second gap is a trust gap.
1: Sorry, the growth gap you mean as a business growth or individual growth? Both. Both. I
0: mean, they go hand in hand. Thank you for asking that question, Murtaza, because that's critical. You know, if we're just trying to grow the organization and not growing the people, we're not growing Mm -hmm. the organization. We may be growing sales, but we're not building something that is sustainable, that can last, that will perpetuate because Mm -hmm. we haven't created the capacity. And sometimes we don't do that because we don't want to give up the reins. But, you know, so you've got the trust gap, you've got the growth gap, and you've got the connection gap. You know, those are the three big ones I've seen. People don't trust their leaders. So, you know, you've done some of this, too. You're in a room with a group of people and they get to be honest with you because in some ways you do and don't matter, right? Because you're going to go back home. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, And so they'll tell you the truth, right? Mm -hmm. And how many times have you sat in a room when you really listen to what they're saying? You're saying, I don't trust my boss or I don't trust the leadership of the company. plenty of times, Or I don't trust the path we're on. And they may not use that word, but that's what they're demonstrating. Mm. Or they say, I don't understand why she sees it that way or I can't relate to her. That's a connection gap. Yes. You know, and you know, when you, when you don't have the trust, you'll never get the connection.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And, and, you know, you've heard as well as I have, this is just something you hear people talk about. You know, all we're doing here is framing it in a very simple conversational way that lets us focus in, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we build trust by asking questions. We build connection by asking questions. We create growth by asking questions. It's that simple. Doesn't mean the problems aren't difficult. It means that you don't have to solve them all yourself.
1: Mm, true, and, and 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 that's where you uh, you see that the engagement part. A lot of uh, uh, workforce say we are never involved or engaged in decision making of the business. Uh, we're just being told what to do, and we don't feel comfortable working here when we're being told. We love to be engaged. We love to be challenged and i think like you're saying 40 years we've gone through generation gaps as well uh just like i have gone through that same process and we see there's a new wave of the next generation is not here to stay for too long Mm -hmm. if you don't engage them Mm -hmm. and so it's really important learning downwards but as much as is important learning upwards oh yeah yeah right And that's where I see a gap in the organization where leaders today are not really learning from the peers and from the subordinates. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are facing a lot of, because they want to be perceived as a leader Mm -hmm. and they they want to be perceived as they know it all, Mm -hmm. forgetting that technology is a much better encyclopedia than they are. (laughs) The Google are doing all the answers (laughs) these days, and even and even worse for them or for us is the artificial intelligence which is coming in, right? And we don't really understand even the digital perspective. Yeah, we we like to talk about it, but we don't want to go to the to the to the the new generation and say, "Tell us more about digitalization." And so, when I look at it, then the question is: If we were curious before the pandemic. How would it have changed the whole perspective of businesses globally? what do you think would have happened oh
0: wow I, that's a great question I've never pondered or thought about for a minute Murtaza but yeah you know I mean it, it would change it throughout if people would just ask questions and listen and allow allow opinions to be heard and shared and thought about and processed mm. you know there's the, there is an interesting parallel and I don't want to this, I don't want this to come off as political. That's not where I'm coming from with this. Yeah. But one of the things we have seen globally and certainly seen in the US a lot is that people dig their heels into a position that they firmly believe they have a right to believe what they believe. Okay. I'm not making any judgments on that here, but mm. that closes off the doors and the wa- puts up the walls basically and closes the doors to any further conversation. I've already done the research. I've done the analysis. I figured it out. We've got to stop thinking. We can figure stuff out and be done with it. Mm-hmm. There is one constant in the world, and it's been there for a very long time, and it's never going away. And that constant is change. Yeah. What works today will not work tomorrow in the same way, and at some point will become obsolete and no longer the way it's done. Mm-hmm. True. Who are, who are the people who discover those new ways that it's done? They're the people we call disruptors. What do disruptors do? Mm -hmm. They ask the questions status quo people are afraid to ask. Yes. They listen to the answers. They learn what they're hearing. They frame that to then rethink the way something's done. Mm -hmm. Then what do they do? They go ask somebody else a question. Mm -hmm. You know, so in my world, in the way I think, you know, you can't thrive and survive in a world of constant change. Unless you're asking more questions every day than you're trying to answer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very simple tip for your, for your listeners, Murtaza. You want to get a sense of where you are. Just take a piece of paper or do it on your phone, wherever you like to track stuff. Track how many times today you ask questions mm. with a goal that every day I'm going to raise that number mm. and realize it. And, and so, you know, fear was something we talked about a few moments ago as one yeah. I mean, the other thing that's there is the uncertainty. You know, we, we tend to look for things that are certain and regular that we can predict and so forth. Well, there's so much uncertainty when you ask questions because you don't know what you're going to hear. Yes. But a leader's got to get to be okay with that.
1: Mm-hmm. They've
0: got to learn to thrive on that. They've got to be excited about that and realize, okay, I'm going to learn what Murtaza thinks about this. And Murtaza's the guy who's out there in the field talking with these people every day, and he hears things I don't hear. And I don't get the right when he answers, when he shares what he's learned to say, Mm -hmm. you know, I may not agree with it. That doesn't make it untrue. Yes. That doesn't make it bad information, you know, and part of valuing people and creating the engagement that is so often shown as missing in surveys of engagement, right? Is to have them be involved. So they're part of thinking through it and everybody's understanding. And instead of it always being us communicating outward, we're communicating inward, which is just my term for listening at this moment in time, and we're communicating in or by just filling ourselves with understanding what do other people think about this.
1: Okay, so basically what we're saying is that when you think you know it all, you close the doors for new opportunities of understanding what can be done. And had we uh, been more curious during pre-COVID where we were getting to COVID, we could have done quite a bit of answering or asking those questions that could have probably improved the lives of others and reduced the stress level that was going around. Uh, but I guess that was the first pandemic uh, we have gone through globally, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's this challenge though, right? It's this challenge of, it, it's back to our analogy about the tech sector, you know, which I think is a great analogy in a way to frame this in your head, right? Mm. We keep thinking we can figure stuff out and that there's a definitive final answer. I don't think we've had definitive final answers for many things for a very long time. And we have to learn the other thing, which is, you know, the command and control world we lived in. I mean, you know, if you if you dive back into history, right? Yeah. Where did all the command and control leadership come from? It came from the industrial revolution. Yes. What happened first in the industrial revolution? We were looking to do the same thing repeated over and over and over again to gain speed and efficiency, mm-hmm. i.e. the assembly line. Yeah. Last thing I want on an assembly line is for Murtaza to debate whether that bolt goes there or there. Yeah. If that bolt needs to go there to make this vehicle safe, then it needs to go there. And we don't have room for discussion. Oh, let's drill a hole here. It'll be easier to put in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That has perpetuated the 40-hour to 48-hour kinds of work week. All of that came from the industrial revolution in trying to be productive. Mm-hmm our world has changed Absolutely. and changed forever. And the certainty is not only not there anymore, it's not even desirable at this point. Yeah, I mean, the predictability comes from we're flexible, we're agile, we can adapt, we can adopt, we can move to new things. We can handle the fact that things are constantly changing. Hmm. I don't know how anyone can do that if they're not curious. Yeah. I don't know how they can do it if they're not humble, because if they're not humble, they think they have all the answers or it's their job to have all the answers. And that closes down their thinking. Mm-hmm. Or, and if they're not empathetic and they f- think the feelings of the people that work with them and for them don't matter. I mean, Murtaza, what are we thinking? That, that can't be true.
1: Uh, you know, that reminds me at one point uh, when people used to travel, when I was in the aviation industry, there were only three fairs, the first class. economy and the excursion and people were were only allowed to carry 20 kilos and they would come to the airport dressed in a tie and a suit uh, because it was a privilege traveling and as things changed as we move on today what is happening what is happening is that you have (laughs) plenty of classes they can one airline gives 32 or 35 kilos of baggage and also what is uh, happening is that yeah they wear Jeans and tracksuits, and they come in to the airport and travel.
0: To your point, right? I remember the days when I wore a suit all the time. Yeah, and I packed four shirts. Yeah, four ties. Yeah, and one suit. Yeah, and that's what I. That's what I carried. It was all, you know, travel with carry on as much. Carry on was the only way I ever wanted to travel anyway. And but that's what you did, right? And now it's all changed because we've opened up the processes. We've changed the way people do things. But, but all of that is good. But can you imagine what would have happened if, they were, if the airlines didn't pay attention to the evolution? I mean, think about how planes would or would not be designed today if we still thought people were limited to bringing this much on board.
1: Absolutely. And I think the airline manufacturers and the airlines themselves asked questions, which they did not probably label it as curiosity. Uh, they could have labeled it as market right. demand.
0: A lot of times we call it, is to constantly research the next best way to do what we're doing so we can grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, my job is to research what my people are thinking and what the people who are interacting at various levels of organization are seeing so that we make the best decision. My job is to realize that I don't do all the answering your questions because I don't know it all mm-hmm. and I need to learn from others. By the way, Murtaz, let, let, let's, not, let's, not let's not miss a point here. You and I talked about this the other day in our pre-call. Mm. Everything we're talking about yeah. relates to your leadership as a parent, yes. as a team leader, as a community leader. Correct. As a citizen.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know, the biggest challenge most of us face, curiosity, humility, and empathy is a framework for leading yourself.
1: And I just love it when you say drive uh, curiosity drives growth. Humility drives. To build trust and empathy to create connections thank you so much michael for this great discussion uh, and to conclude the episode uh michael i have three rituals that we always do for our participant awesome awesome uh, and i would like to end with those three rituals if it's okay with you so my first the first ritual is my previous guest fred mita who is the human resource head of uh, a company in Uganda that deals with uh, electricity distribution. He left a question for you awesome. to answer. Okay, My next question for your next guest will be to give guidance on leaders generally.
0: Hmm. I'm going to say it's the story you're telling yourself about what is and is not possible. That if you change the story you're telling yourself about what can be for you, for the people you lead, for the people you interact with in all the different roles in your life, if you can change that narrative, and you make that narrative more about how do I engage, relate, and perform, you know, how do I bring curiosity, humility, and empathy to every situation, you move everything in a different direction.
1: Brilliant. I think that hits The point very well it's all about curiosity as well that that's the starting point of getting that question about making people our assets and rightfully so the next ritual that we have is we want you to leave a question for our next guest
0: i'm going to go back to where i think leadership starts in people which is at a very early age so what question would you ask a teenager to help them Start thinking about what they could do as a leader in their lifetime.
1: Brilliant. I like that question. And the final ritual you have 30 seconds to send any message to the world. All the uh, listeners will listen. Send any message you think that you'd like to leave in this.
0: Be curious enough to ask, be humble enough to listen, and be empathetic enough to learn. If you do those three things, you create growth, you build trust and you create connection. That's what we all need more of.
1: Asante sana, and see you again in next Thursday episode. Until next time, this is Versi, and I say Versi beaucoup. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Engage, Relate, Perform, hosted by me, Mutaza Versi. Make sure you've subscribed to this show so you don't miss a single episode. And be sure to visit mutazaversi.com forward slash board to download all the resources, show notes, and all the freebies mentioned in this episode, including your copy of my highly effective ebook, Engage, Relate, Perform, 90 Days to Conscious Leadership and Performance Culture, plus extras just for subscribe. Once again... Go to matazoverseed.com and get everything you need. And we'll be back next week for more Engage, Relate, Perform.